Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cole, it's good to see you. Good to see you, man. Well, welcome back to uh, to the outside world. To reality. To reality. It has been, you know, getting out during COVID, it actually has been kind of relieving because you can't leave your house. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing. But, the you know, but you I have access to better stuff. Right, right. What's well, a... I guess it's a, what would you call it, a, a gradual uh, release to society? Right. And I think that's, that's it's, it's been good because that's what we kind of need to do with inmates because, like, I was in there um, two and a half years. So when you turn just turn somebody loose, the first thing they want to do is go get high, usually if they're an addict. Right. Or, or usually they don't have a place to go. Or usually they're in a bad relationship and they go right back to the, the woman that they've been calling in the jail and she's been telling them not to call and the jail's been recording the conversations the whole time and then they get surprised with papers. Right. Um, so they go back to this person and then they end up right back in the jail. So it's kind of that revolving door, I saw it firsthand. Right. Because, I mean, I ended up in there over a misdemeanor, DUI misdemeanor, which it, I did mess up. It was my fault. Right. Um, I guess the part of... Being a uh, a Southern heretic is you do have to own up to your your mess ups. Oh yeah, you you got to. It's the only way you can you can grow. Right. When you when you wrong people, you got to apologize to them. Yes. When you when you realize that uh, you're you're not quite the, as big a piece of shit as you were when you were younger, but you're willing to admit that you still are that same piece of shit. Yeah. You just matured. Right. That, that's how I've learned how to deal with my. Uh, 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 a Catholic guilt that they put in me as a child, you know. Um, but no, I, I mean, I get what you're saying that like there, we we should have something for, you know, with uh, all that's going on with prison reform, at least what was before you know COVID happened. Right. Um, there there should be some sort of gradual like reintroduction to society. Like like personally, I I believe that whenever whenever you're out, you're debt is paid. I think your rights should be fully reinstated. All of them. Right. Um, Like felons' right to vote. To vote, to own a firearm. Right. Like, uh, to buy uh, land and stuff like that. I know, like, back in the day, I don't know, I don't think it's here in Georgia, but, like, in some states, like, when you were, like, an ex-con, you came back out, you had about half of the, quote-unquote, rights that other people had. So you were given privileges instead of rights. Right. You know? And I, I, I don't think that is a, a just way to run society. But like, like you said, like there's there's sort of this when there's no psychological treatment, you put somebody in a box for that long, then they're going to go back to exactly what put them in there to start with. Right, and there is no like, I, um, for those of you, uh, what do you have, viewers or listeners? Or, um, or users. They, if they're viewing me, uh, it's just my astral projection. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they close their eyes and they're like, I can see him. Got you, got you. I have picked a dream. Shelter is his voice. They might go to sleep with you tonight. They might. Or, they or, might. Or, or do little, other things with your image. Little perverts. God bless them. God bless. Sta- <laughs> when your standards are <coughs> as low that you find my voice right. to be that comforting sound in the that night. Deep baritone. Um, so I escaped from Lowndes County. Not not really. They let me go on a pass on a forty-eight hour pass mm-hmm. on in Thanksgiving, two thousand eighteen, because my probation was revoked in uh, January two thousand eighteen. 
um, because I failed my probationary. I failed the standard. I, um, uh, so I had to stay in jail. And they wanted me to stay in Lowndes County Jail until December 2020. I would still be in jail right now, doing day for day. DUI doesn't get two for one or the, any special treatment. And neither does if you have any fi- family violence charge, you right. don't get any special days. So it's uh, essentially a prison sentence. Um, so when they gave me a pass to go home and on Thanksgiving in 2018, um, from my military training, I was like, I am a prisoner. I'm a, literally a slave because they work you like a slave because they own you. They feed you. They control you. They Something can be through a, a door that you need or want, but it, it might as well be a million miles away because right. you're depending on them to give it to you. And they play with your freedom. Um, and some of them love it. It gets them off. So, but anyway, when they let me go, I was like, I'm not going back in there. Uh, that's a, that is crazy talk. So I took my chances and I hopped on a plane and I flew to Colorado because I knew they had excellent VA care and marijuana was legal. Um, but anyway, I did get caught a week later. I, I did make Ashley Falk mad. He was not happy with me. That I did, that I took advantage of his past, which I get. He was usually well, you, you had a couple people locally that uh, you, you kind of rolled over on as well. Like they, just because they didn't know that you were about to. Oh yes, yeah, fly, I did fly out to. Uh, yeah, I didn't Colorado. tell anyone. I, yeah, I didn't know. I think yeah. I, I think I saw you in passing like that week because you it was only like two days, right? And yeah, I got out on a Thursday and I'm. Left on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, no one knew what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. you 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 should have got caught, and you did get caught. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, I don't have any ill will towards you by any means. Right. But, um, yeah, like like I like I said, like whenever, uh, whenever you get out, you've paid your debt, but. Right. Oh, yeah, that, but I was getting to the health care in Colorado mm-hmm. for prisoners. Um, like the jail out there is phenomenal. It's, uh, they the food is actually great. They teach all the women how to bake. They, t- um, you can get your GED. You, they can get you certifications to work with the more to, uh, massive transit system they have out there. Mm-hmm. They have a whole floor dedicated to medical, dental, psychological. Wow. They'll give you vaccines. Is that just uh, because of the state's uh, budget that they have for uh, prison reform? Well, they're using all their marijuana revenue for this. Now, who would have known that would work? Yeah, what how about that? <laughs> but there is none of that here at Lowndes County. No, no. Well, um, Ashley Pauk is um, running unopposed for sheriff in the election. There's not a Republican that's running. It's just the Democrat Ashley Pauk. That's it. Like, and I I don't have any uh, uh, personal problems with uh, Ashley Pock other than uh, I saw him uh, accost uh, some protesters because there was naughty language on the sign. Yeah, get, o- yeah, yeah. get over it, Ashley. Yeah. This is America, sir. <laughs> um, but, and, anywho, it's, um, yeah, with the, uh, the marijuana stuff, even like me, like, like I'm a pretty much a constitutionalist, so I think that the the Tenth Amendment is a violation of, or excuse me, the uh, Controlled Substance Act. Our drug laws are a violation of our Tenth Amendment. Right. Because the the populist people, we did not vote on this, and it says that the rights not bestowed in the previous nine are decided by the state, comma or the people. Right. 
So where was our voice in all of this? Right. And we've had all these folks that have been that are nonviolent, that have been locked up for drug charges. They'll take and, your life over a simple gram. Yeah, away. man. Like it's it's not a, a a a wise way to run the state, and especially here in like Georgia, man. Like like we can grow so much here. Like yeah. this is like a really blessed land because we're far enough in from the sea to where. When the tidal waves come in the apocalypse, you know, whenever that the the next uh, global catastrophe happens, like we're so we're far enough inland to where we don't have to worry about that kind of like what, what you call it, tsunami, right. I guess, or uh, something like that. The tidal rise, inundations, yeah. what they call it. I there think. you go. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> dude. I was watching this thing on. Um, it was uh, tying in uh, at Atlantis. And uh, the Book of Enoch and yeah. uh, old world events with um, the idea of there was some sort of catastrophe that happened not millennia ago, but these cats are tying it into like like the early 1800s that like Atlantis parts of it would have still been visible in the Atlantic Ocean, really, and that it was a, another continent, and that you had uh, writings that went back uh, further to like. Uh, Something like a 650 uh, uh, BCE, where they were talking about that um, from the Strait of Gibraltar. Right. If you go due west, that they thought that that was the ocean, but this guy talks about that's actually the false ocean. It's a bay of a, a Atlantis of this continent, and the true ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, right. is on the west end of it. And then there's America beyond that. And these guys were like tying in all this like seismic data to uh, make these arguments. Really fascinating stuff. That, is, that sounds cool. I don't know how I got to that from uh, Ashley Park and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, Ancient Aliens? No, no, no. Uh, I uh, I'm not a big fan of Ancient Aliens. Uh, no. I like Ancient Aliens debunked. Debunked? Yeah. It's a it's that a good guy with the hair on Ancient Aliens is wild. <laughs> aliens. Yeah. I like the the other guy that. He's uh, he, he kind of looks like a generic like Italian mobster. Like if you see him like sitting in the corner, like you know, just like uh, like like my daughter's very pleased that you could bring her this cannoli. <laughs> and he doesn't sound like that. Sorry, but he's his voice is like there could have been no other explanation. Oh yeah, aliens. Yeah right. How else would they move a stone five thousand tons? Right. And then, like, people start breaking it down. It's like, this stone is not 5,000 tons at all. It's like five tons. And they had pulleys. They could just pull that shit up. Debunk. Yeah. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. (laughs) (laughs) What is an ancient astronaut theorist? Yeah, yeah. It's, It's no different than, like, people that will, like, read the Bible and, like, try to, like, tell you, like, this is exactly what it means. It's like, bro, I don't, I think you're missing the point here. Yeah. Like... I, couldn't it maybe just be a metaphor, but about creating people out of the earth and out of the you know the cosmos itself? No, he took a rib, pulled that sucker out, and then whirled it around with some dirt and breathing nostrils, and that was it. Right. It's like I I I, I can't get on board. That's like stuff with like like the ancient a- uh, astronaut. It's like, have we ever seen an ancient astronaut? Yeah. Not one. Just because you see, like, like, oh, there's a clay tablet, and it looks like this guy's flying in some sort of craft. Like, well, fuck, man. Like, Hindu religion has, 
like sky chariots. The Greeks had the sky chariots and things like that. Yeah, Mars. Yeah, Apollo. Apollo. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that um, <laughs> they were traversing the galaxy with rocket fuel, lifting stones for these peasants. Yeah, just so you could discover it now yeah. through the History Channel. <laughs> Any anywho, but um, yeah, um, that's awesome that Colorado was able to take something like that that has uh, falsely imprisoned people for right. years and then use it to be like, hey, why don't we take this and make it a little bit better for yeah, our citizens? The, so I get the appeal. Yeah, and the, the that like the Denver Detention Center should be the jail standard across the nation. Is it? Uh, does it have all the uh, Illuminati stuff, like the airport as well? Like, oh, I never made it to the airport. I got transported back on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> it took me two weeks to get back. Golly. it's a, it's um, it's like a contractor that works for the marshals. Were you were you cuffed the whole time? Oh yeah, you're cuffed with your hands, and you got your belly chain, and your feet are cuffed. And they and it's the van has twelve people. There's two drivers, and they take turns sleeping. Um. So they'll drive for three days. They they, they got to stop every three days. So they'll pick up and drop off um, inmates, essentially. So I went to every jail. When they picked me up from Denver, we went to Utah. Then we went to Nevada. Then we went to Northern California, all the way down to Southern California. Back up to Southern Nevada. And then we went back to Northern Utah. And then we had to stop at this jail for OSHA standards so these two drivers could sleep. And the they have to call ahead to these jails and like, hey, can we stay with you? Because some jails will deny them because they've had problem with the inmates mm. that are like, hey, I guess these inmates come in there with this attitude. I'm only staying here one night. I can do whatever I want. Right. And act a fool. That's what almost happened when they dropped me off here at Lowndes County, and this dude almost got roped up by Sergeant Jackson. She does not play. <laughs> um, so we went walked into this Mormon jail. They had never seen like a. I don't know if they'd never seen a black person or if they don't see them often because everyone turned and looked and the music stopped and the, <laughs> and the white chick that was tripping in the sails like slowly stood up and she's like, oh my gosh, a black person. <laughs> Robbing herself. Yeah, it was weird because everybody with me, we were all Southerners. We were all going to the South. So we didn't think anything of it. Right. But, but these folks in this mountain town, it was a sight. So fucking odd. Yeah, it was weird. So we stayed there a night, and then we finally, oh gosh, from there we went to, um, back to Denver. Uh, then we went to Kansas and New Mexico, El Paso, and then we had a six-day layover in the central Texas, and those boys were like big and gay, and I swear they liked herding us around, watching, putting us in these nasty showers, and uh, I don't know, it was weird, like, these inmates that were on these buses, for some reason in their head, they thought they were going to get transported across the United States in a matter, matter of hours. They thought they should be at their destination, so they would be freaking out. And these big Texas boys, they'd put them in these rooms and they strip them down naked and tie them up. Fuck, it's man. wild, man. And then they finally put, I got on the bus home. And I made it back to Lowndes County. Let's see, I left, I don't know, two days before Thanksgiving. No, 2018. I made it back in April 2019. Shit. Yeah. It was wild. But I well, definitely met some interesting characters. I was about along to the say, I, if 
personally, if I had a choice between a prison tour and being stuck in the same place right. for the same amount of time, I'll take the bus. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I imagine y'all had at least windows on the bus, right? Oh, no. No windows? No windows on the bus go round oh and round, dude. <laughs> there was two windows you could look out the back. But other than that, there were four. There were benches, and they were separated by a metal partition. So we had to sit. If there, if the bus was packed, you had to sit four to a bench. And if we had females, they would have to sit up front. Three of them would have to sit, and they would be in there tight. But if there wasn't that many people, we could stretch out, and we'd sleep on there. And the males would have to pee in bottles because they wouldn't stop. Because we had to stop at jails to go to the bathroom because right. they had problems with inmates trying to escape. Because they used to stop at rest stops. And inmates bombing cigarettes from the public, or inmates talking to the public, trying to get rides. <laughs> you know, these people are desperate to get away. I mean, if I were at a rest stop traveling, yeah, you know, and a bus full of like twenty-eight convicts, yeah, rolls all fully up. dressed, yes, fully dressed, walks walks up. Well, and we are in civilian clothes, so that makes it. You're like, uh, wow, these people chained. They're not cops because they're not cops. The, a bad woman probably did something like really convincing. Like, listen, you got to help me out here. Yeah, I'm, I'm innocent. I've never met any of these people. My wife Samantha, she's been looking for me. Right, you have to help me get to her. Exactly. Oh God, Bob, we have to help this yeah. young man. In fact, grab them all. You can all come with us. <laughs> They've kidnapped these people. This is like one chance encounter. Like radicalizes this old couple from yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> we have to help them, Gerald. <laughs> If we do, do win. There's a standoff in their on their property. <laughs> <coughs> it was wild. I've met some. I met some interesting. There's a there's a lot different uh, breed of outlaw out west than there is here. There's it's a completely different America. Oh, once you get west of Mississippi. Yeah, you're right. It is like even, like I've been places out west where, and I don't even have that thick of a drawl to my accent. Um, but they'll like stop them like, where are you? From <laughs> my goodness, that voice is so peculiar. You're not from here, I can tell. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right. <laughs> but I guess it's something you don't really like think about all that much, as like as far as like a criminal culture, outlaw culture, criminal culture. It's you wouldn't know it exists unless you've been in it. Yeah. It's a whole world in itself. Yeah, it, like, it, it really is, because, like, it's... Within the criminal culture, you have folks that are, like, true criminals, where, like, like oh, I'll hurt a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, without mercy, without reason, just right. because. And then you've got outlaws that some of them may hurt people, and some of them may just be, like, nah, it's just what I do is illegal. You know what I mean? Right. So If some dude is... Uh, 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 selling uh, grass to adults in Kansas, I don't give a shit. I don't think he's harming anybody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but if some dude is a uh, uh, robbing people in Kansas, yeah, that that I have a problem with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's in the eyes of the law, it, they don't they don't look at it like that. It's all nope. They're all criminals. Right. Yeah. They yeah, and they brand you forever. Yeah. yeah. Like you're going back to your felon felony felony rights. Yeah. Which you you I mean. It's one of the things that's kind of botched up about the was it the Fourteenth Amendment, where on the surface it sounds like like oh yeah like yeah we all have like all these rights exactly and then the clause of it is unless serving punishment for a crime right and then 
you don't have anything. Now you're property again. You know, like there, there's a there's a problem with that. If because I, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a, a constitution for prisoners. You know what I mean? Or like a bill of rights for prisoners? No. I think it's I think it's determined on whatever the judicial system says and whatever prison system they send them to. That's exactly yeah. Because it's it's just, I wrote the ACLU while I was in jail and after going from Denver and coming back to Lowndes County, seeing the difference and the change in the environment, I would write the ACLU here in, up in Atlanta, and they would send me back all the facts, and essentially every one they would send me back case after case of crazy experiences where you'd be like, wow, how did this person not win? Essentially everyone would say, yeah, you could sue, but it's impossible to win against the government because yeah. they have deep pockets and you don't. And they, they, who knows how they want to interpret the law. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a game. You know it what I mean? It is a game. The reason why it's held in a court right. is because it's a game that you're stepping into. So I think the, the problem is a lot of times folks will want to attach uh, emotional logic to it. Right. Where it's like, well, yeah, like, but he was defending his his house from somebody that broke in. It's like, yeah, true. But in California, the game says that this is what is illegal. So you, you have to find a way with word salad to sort of like finagle your way around uh, the the argument of the state. Like you said, they got deep pockets and they do this routinely. Right. This is just your one day in court. Yeah. They Every day is a day in court for the government. Exactly. They don't care about you. No, no. We're just a number. I, exactly. Uh. It's it, it's kind of um, <laughs> like uh, people that get um, upset whenever uh, people of, uh, vote differently than they do. It's like... Well, you're not responsible for their vote. Right. You're responsible for your vote. In the grand scheme of things, we're all going to die. The world's going to end. Civilization will collapse, and another will rebuild. But that's not going to be until long after everybody you know is already dead and gone. Right. All, all their grandchildren, too. Like, it's not <laughs> happening for a while. So all we can do is decide, you know, who do we want to mismanage us on the, on the road... To uh, our own destruction, you know what I mean. Right. It, in the grand scheme of things, your one vote is going to have more effect locally than it is nationally. Like, I, I people that get uh, really upset with a uh, uh, political arguments people make, it's like, well, what are you guys voting on in the smaller stuff? Mm -hmm. President isn't fucking politics that's a symbol for politics yeah the president rarely affects your daily life no 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 even no matter what narcissistic uh, shit he tweets right. out you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> it doesn't matter but um like there's uh, one coming up uh, in Georgia that uh it's an amendment there's two of them one of them I think is how to reallocate fireworks taxes personally don't give a shit right like I'm not in the fireworks business <laughs> Use the tax money for something good. Right. You guys decide. I'm cool with it. Whatever. But the other one is um, in Georgia, they don't call it qualified immunity. There's a different term for it. But it's essentially a way for us as citizens and civilians to sue the government if we are uh, imprisoned or fined or arrested for something that is 
unconstitutional against um, our local, state, or federal constitution. And in Georgia currently, we don't have that. They have what is, for lack of a better term, is qualified immunity. Right. You know, so we now have it on the ballot coming up in November. So I think more people should, at least in Georgia, should be focused on that than whether or not somebody is uh, voting Biden or Trump or Jorgensen. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, th- this is important. <laughs> yeah. This other shit is just, what puppet do you want? Like, dancing in front of your screen, <laughs> yeah, shaking for, your fist. For, for the, the next four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Saturday Night Live skits. That's what that's it's what, essentially about. Yeah, man. that's what you're voting for. Yeah. <laughs> And like there's even there's some folks that um I've talked about this before on the show like um like I personally I think I think the president's an asshole mm-hmm. I think he knows he's an asshole he even says or has said that I'm not a nice guy but I work for you right so mm-hmm. at least I appreciate that sort of like <laughs> forthrightness uh, but uh, like him talking about the uh, the very fine people. And uh, the Charlottesville thing, right. where uh, they took a clip of it, and he's like, and there were very fine people on both sides. Now, the full context of it, a few moments later, he says, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists. They should be condemned totally. Right. End quote. So people will use that very fine people thing. I'll be like, hey, I, I know you guys hate the president, but I just want to let you know, this, this one, this example is a hoax that... Legacy media sold you. They lied to you about this. Right. So you're entitled to your own opinion, but this right here is is wrong. Like it's it, it is false for you to push this out. It's not true. There's a myriad of other things of uh, Trump saying assholeish stuff that I'm sure you could probably use for your argument. Right. <laughs> but this one in particular is not. But some folks they, they won't even care. They're just like, well, yeah, but still, I know what he meant. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean you know what he meant? <laughs> He literally said, at the end of it, he says what you wanted him to say. But still. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like I just I just don't believe that. They could have doctored that. It's like, what do you mean they could have doctored it? They could have doctored any of the stuff you've seen. Yeah. This isn't getting to truth. They doctored the moon landing. Yeah, I mean, like, like seriously. That's the one that I'll... <laughs> I've even got to like my uh, like my mom before because uh, she's my parents are very open minded. They don't judge me for being into weird stuff and conspiracies and whatnot. Right. But um, I was saying something and she was like, you know, for a guy who thinks the moon landing never happened, that's a pretty stupid thing. <laughs> I forget what it was, but like she, it was a good jab that she had, you know. But I was like, I was like, well, if you. Since you haven't looked into the moon landing being faked, I could like ruin your childhood in you know probably fifteen minutes, but I don't think either one of us wants that. She's like, No, I don't. Like, yeah, exactly. 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 So if when you when you start looking into stuff with a critical eye, it's kinda like we were going back to earlier about like it you know, admitting when you when you're wrong or when you fucked up or anything. Right. Because now it's your worldview. Right. You know? Yeah. Now it's like, oh, Things that I thought that I uh, I knew for decades, I actually never questioned, right? I never looked into, and I you know I was scared to even do so because if I look into it and I'm wrong, then that means I'm not right at this moment, you know. And right. I would, it's more comfortable for people to uh, want to be correct in the moment. Oh and, yeah, pride is a big downfall for mm-hmm. a lot of, and the people are blinded by it. They don't even know it's an issue for them. No, well, whenever I think it's a problem with. Um, Kind of what we were talking about before we got started about like uh, echo chambers right. is that whenever you're getting nothing but 
positive affirmation in a feedback loop, and anytime anybody tries to challenge you, the other people in the echo chamber attack them and demonize them. They don't. They the echo chamber wants you to keep repeating the same things that they're repeating. Right. And anytime you sort of fall off, or somebody tries to say like, "Hey, like you guys should like see from another perspective," you probably get even a stronger resolve in your own beliefs. Right. You won't even agree. Just you'll you know it'll um, strengthen your own beliefs. And no, people ain't having it. No, they, they don't want to be challenged. No, they like the drug they're hooked on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that that, uh, that Disney Plus illusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's something that Eddie Bravo was talking about with uh, something with the CNN and the Washington Post, and uh, somebody had critiqued him on like a YouTube video that he was citing. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, if I told you Disney made it, would that change your opinion right, of it? Right. Like if Disney made it, you'd be all about it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Hyperrealism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that it's that like a that seal of approval. Yeah. You know. Where, like, now truth is dependent on who's telling it, not what the truth is. Right. But, who, well, says who? Because we've got experts that say otherwise. It's like, well, yeah. maybe, maybe the experts are lying. If I want to be a sexless alien and marry a dog and adopt a child, damn it, I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't tell me I can't be those things. This is my life now, fellas. Exactly. <laughs> Get used to it. Good night. My name is X139. Exactly. I am no longer Roger. But I would still test as a man. My genes. Mm -hmm. you know. There's, um, with, um, and this is probably a sensitive subject for some people, but uh, I, that's fine. Um, but one thing that, I think that uh, the ruling with, uh, was it Gorsuch? Gorsuch, the, one of the Trump appointees, he wrote the ruling on, uh, civil rights with a case with a trans that a workplace cannot discriminate you being a transgender or outside the scope of gender just the same way they can't discriminate you based on your age your race your religion any of that stuff which totally agree with right absolutely <laughs> but when we're talking about incarcerating people i don't think it's a wise idea to have this sort of notion of outside the spectrum of uh, biological sex because if you're a um, and we've seen it happen in the UK and in some other states I think I was one of them where you're starting to see uh, violent serial sex offenders like serial rapists and uh, pedophiles and night and uh, other violent folk that are saying that they've actually realized that the reason they have been so uh, violent in the past was because they have been marginalized as a woman trapped in a man's body and that they need to be uh, reinstitutionalized at a woman's, at a female oh, uh, penitentiary. Is that right? And some of the, like in the UK, like they do it, there's a guy in Iowa, they're, like they're starting to pop up where, again, they're, because court is a game, right? right. Yeah. So they're finding a way to argue this in the game to say that even though yeah I I may have uh, you know raped six women right uh, you know in, in Des Moines uh, I'm actually a woman yeah. myself so you can't put me in a prison with all these dudes right like it's yeah. think, think of how think of how close-minded and not inclusive that is of yeah. you it's like putting Caitlyn Jenner in a female prison like like I mean yeah like so I mean when you start thinking about stuff like that it's like shouldn't it just be simpler if we're just like 
all right. If you got this between your legs, you're in this prison complex. Right. If you got this between your legs, you're in this complex. If you have a problem with that, then okay, you can go to what whatever it is that they'll more or less I guess put you in solitary. Right. You know, any special treatment <laughs> right. or something where it's like, okay, if you need special treatment, then you get treated special the way everybody else is, where you're sectioned off from everybody. Mm. Your time outside is going to be on a different spectrum than everybody else's time outside. Like, I know that's not a very uh, sensitive way to look at it, but I think that is the uh, most logical way to look at it for some of these uh, uh, convicted uh, rapists that are trying to play that card of uh, I'm actually transgendered and you need to move me out of uh, the men's prison into the women's prison. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing in Colorado that I'd never seen was transgenderism. The, I guess there were <coughs> men pretending to be women in the men's portion of the jail. Mm-hmm. So we had one, um, and the the guards have to call them by their transgender name. They can't call them by their legal male name. They have the option to continue buying bras and makeup on the jail store. If they go to prison, they are issued bras and makeup, and they're continued on hormone treatment. And they even have the option to bunk with, um, and the jail terms are called like war daddies or uh, punks. They're made punks. Mm. They 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 have the option to move in with a man, and they essentially play husband and wife their whole his whole stay. So the he she is the she, and I get the the guy you know um, buys her things. And it's so weird. It was just in a different culture out there. Like you said, west of the Mississippi is a different place. Different completely. Yeah. I mean, which I mean, that's... Shit, what? I guess if you're... But taxpayers are paying for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that... uh, I think uh, voters should decide on where all of our tax money is going. I I think that that's one of the big things that we don't have. Right. Right. so, like, if the folks in Colorado want that, and that's how they have it, hey, by all means, cool. Right. Like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think folks in Colorado know that's going on. You, unless you're going to prison, you don't know that's going on. Right. There was, there was something, um, I think it was uh, Los Angeles County. Uh, there, uh, I don't know if it was the corrections department there, how it's run, but they, they, it was uh, Juvie Hall, and they were, like, subjecting... Um, uh, uh, pubescent boys to like female hormones, really, like uh, forcibly, and like that, like why, yeah, like like why, and I think uh, there were a couple of points that were made, and one that was like, well, they'll do that for um, transgender teens that are uh, in ju- uh, juvenile hall, or you know, they're locked up. I'm like that. I mean, maybe that doesn't seem. That doesn't seem normal. No, I mean, yeah, like I mean, somebody wants to transition. Like, hey, I'm I'm all about this is America. Do you? Right. I think kids should be kids, though. Yeah, you, you don't know? need to be a teenager. These things that may alter them permanently. Yeah, yeah. There's and like people get up in arms about that with like, well, uh, you just don't know. You're right. I'm not qualified for it. But from the little bit I've seen. Which is not much. There's not much data to support this other than anecdotal, you know, that you should let kids be kids. We shouldn't be introducing uh, kids to sexuality in kindergarten, which they're doing in California. Right. And this story about uh, 
uh, uh, guards uh, forcibly uh, using uh, female hormones Good. on a pubescent uh, teen. Can you imagine going to pick your teen up from juvie and he has breasts? Oh my god! And he has. I'd a, be so proud. I'm like, son. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, you really changed in there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> your mom should be so proud. But we, um, uh, I can't remember. I was going eugenics. That's where it started in America back in the um, early 20s and 30s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Nazis weren't the only ones doing it. It was happening here in America, too. Yeah, yeah, people don't want to think about it, though. That's not, like my big problem with um, Planned Parenthood has nothing to do with them performing abortions, though, I personally, I think abortion's gross. Right. I, I think you're, I think you're, uh, you're, killing a, you're killing a baby. That's just me personally. That's fine if you want to do it. I'm not going to do it, but I don't have a uterus, right? So I don't, I don't ever have to worry about that stress. But um, fuck, what are we just talked about um, eugenics. Eugenics. Um, uh, Margaret Sanger, the woman who started Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. her goal was to reduce and then like minimalize, if not eliminate, brown people from the planet, like non-white folk from the planet. And folks are still just like, you know, support Planned Parenthood. I'm like, suck my dick. I'm not supporting that yeah. racist-ass company. They're eugenicists. Yeah, It's based on eugenics. Planned Parenthood has competitors, but if we keep giving taxpayer money to them, they're just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't support that company at all. Haven't they been caught selling baby parts? Yes. To some? Yeah. Yes. And they're big. That's why I don't support the government giving them money at all. Mm, no, yeah. that's our money. Yeah. If, like, if they want to be their own business, I mean... Do what you do. It's America. Yeah. It's a, you know, we're a capitalist nation. Yeah. Well, we should be anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're actually not really a capitalist nation. No, because we bail out corporations. Yeah. And, like, that's <laughs> corporate socialism. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if it's true capitalism, when your company goes belly up, sorry. Yeah. You went belly up. Right. Start start new business. You know? Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, there's been eugenics stories lately in the news. This um, another California um, medical company was testing something on in in Illinois. They were testing it on nursing home residents. Some it wasn't medicine. It was some kind of research chemical because those were people that were in. <coughs> I guess they had no family. You know, no one would miss them. Right. And and that's there's a lot of talk in. Um, Papers have become declassified about Area 51. Like, that's what has been going on out there. It was never aliens. It was always eugenics. Like, they took the Nazi scientists. They say, hey, we need you to... you got to help us build these rockets because we got to build the beat the Russians to the moon. But you can still keep on doing your experiments. But yeah. we gotta, we got to build this area for you, and nobody can know about it. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that I think sort of gets glossed over with... Uh uh, Operation Paperclip, and you know we brought all the Nazis. Right. To, they're, uh, they're still Nazis. They're still Nazis. <laughs> yeah. People are like, well, they were scientists. It's like, what the fuck difference does that make? Yeah. Like, like Nazism was like, and in, like it was a religion. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like they they took this ancient symbol of a swastika and turned it into like, oh, it's it's for uh, the white peoples only. Like we're the uh, uh, original Aryans, and they had uh, other folks. Uh, their argument, uh, Iran. I think was part of the Aryan race as well because it all had to do with some trek of uh, a race and a culture from uh, 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 Western Europe uh, to uh, Eastern Asia. Mm. Like 
I don't know what their argument was for it, but I mean, like, this is what they believe. Like, like it, this wasn't a, a notion of like oh, all of Germany believed that. No, like the Nazis were just the most dominant religion and ideological force in Europe. Right. Like that's. <laughs> It, it, it was not just as well. They were just following orders. No, these scientists were doing some fucking bad shit. Yeah. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he, um, like, he was doing vaccines. Like, that's all I was saying. He was just more or less finding shit to inject into people and seeing what happens. Exactly. Over and over and over again. And, and then we bring them over to America, and where we think that well, they just went to. Uh, like you said, like uh, the Area 51, space travel, space right. race, NASA, NASA, right? right. But, no, we brought over like 10,000 yeah. of these Nazis. We set them up in homes and And the UK got some. Yeah. Like, all these, like, big world powers, like... That's where the technology boom came from. Exactly. Yeah. It, it wasn't just like, oh, now we have all this money after the war, yeah. so... No, all this money came from raping Germany and all the other countries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and these, like... Like these Nazi scientists, like they were eugenicists, you know. Like right. so, like we bring them over here to the states, and not all of them are being assigned to you know NASA. Some are going into what would become the CIA, right? You know, because they're experts in intelligence and propaganda. Exactly. And, and then you have other scientists that, like you said, they're they're sticking in like biological sciences we don't really have an organization that we can point to for that in america yeah, that we know of yeah, yeah. Um, but i mean if you look in um kind of same way you're talking about uh with uh, this town in illinois that uh the nursing home that they were just sort of doing research experiments on right well i mean that's what they were doing with uh, insane asylums back in the 1950s and 60s. Exactly. You know, yeah. where do you think a lot of these Nazi uh, scientists went? Well, well, they they had the loopholes in the law that, well, when you're committed to the state, well, nobody's going to miss you. Yeah, no one's going to miss you. Yeah, you're our property right yeah, now. Exactly. And, we, and it's the thing with uh, insane asylums back in the day was that they didn't have to tell you when you're getting out. Right. Like in prison system, it's like, well, here's your potential release date. Right. Here's when you are guaranteed to get out. Right. Mental institution was not like that. It's yeah. like, no, you're here until. Yeah, on paper, we still think you're insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's as easy as that for like right. like one board or even sometimes one person just be like, no, I don't think you're ready yet, Greg. Yeah. I think you. Yeah, Greg. Then you need to go back to the shock treatment a few more times. I saw you talking to those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> are they talking back, Greg? So you guys have to help me. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's that easy. Mm -hmm. it, and that's what it's been going on ever since. Yeah. Um, well, again, like it's that it's it's about this comfort that people have, right? You know, where it's like, well, I I just I don't I don't think that is true. It's like, well, yeah, because you don't want it to be true. Yeah, you can all this that we're talking about now is declassified information. I think uh, ninety seven, ninety eight, two thousands. Uh, they declassified about Area 51, and um, there's an author that has written on it. I can't remember her name. Uh, she, Annie uh, Jacobson. Yeah, yeah. She went to talk to a guy that was he was trying to unburden himself. Yeah. About hey, it's not there were never aliens. It was the Nazi scientists, and what that this dude that said he saw an alien. It wasn't an alien. It was these scientists that were performing on disfigured people, or they were disfiguring them on purpose, right? For whatever reason. Yeah, um, I guess it would be a, what would have been 
transhumanism back then. You know, now it's all like robotics is the idea of transhumanism. Right. But I guess back then it would have been like closer to like, okay, well, how can we mutate Right, robot, like some X Men shit. Yeah, right? and you know, like China has been trying to combine uh, gorilla and human yeah, for like, decades. Yeah, making chimeras and yeah. shit. Yeah, they're trying. To, God, I don't know. See what comes out of that. We'll never know because we can't. Nobody can look inside of China. No, no. What happens when you can't combine a gorilla and and a human? And what are you putting it in to incubate? And what is what are you producing? What is the end product? I mean, wouldn't it just be foot soldiers like that, or slaves? Like, you know what I mean? That's what right. it seems to be. Where it just be like, well, all right, release the gorilla men. Yeah, you know. Have you seen uh, the new like Planet of the Apes? Mm-mm. You know, they, they they use like some of the monkeys like take the human side, and they use them as like to carry heavy things. Ah, so yeah, it could be like you have the intelligence, or you have the strength of an ape, but the intelligence of a man who can still jump out of planes and stuff. And, you know, you, you send out four of those, and they'll wreck your world. Yeah. You've got the strength of an ape. Yeah, well, especially, like, even, like, something like a chimpanzee. Yeah. Smaller than us, but, like, you ever see those things, like, oh, when yeah. they're shaved? They're fucking ripped, dude. Right, dude. Like, they can just rip a person in half and just still be smiling, yeah. eating a banana, you know? So a platoon is 40 people. You send out a platoon, a little chimpanzee, man. Good night. And they got guns? Please. <laughs> I don't think it would be too good with firearms. I think it would be more of like a like a, a bludgeon. Or yeah, like could a, be. Yeah. Maybe they'll maybe they'll give them firearms, but you know, there's not a clip in. They just got a bayonet on right. them, so they can just you know. That could be them. the reason. Maybe they they get them cheap to make. They just start breeding these things. <laughs> but I don't know they already got a billion people. It's well, China's itching for a fight. They're they're messing with India on that border, mm-hmm. and now. Um, when they're rounding up uh, Muslims and sterilizing yeah. and them, sterilizing. rounding up Christians and yeah. sterilizing them. And they're building these uh, military islands, yeah. building up their navy. And at Kyrgyzstan, their government just got toppled. They're right on the border of China. So I bet China steps in. I, and I, I don't know who did it. I don't know if China released COVID or America went over there and released COVID in China. But it got out of somewhere. Yeah. It came out of a lab. Yeah. Uh, and... My original thought was, well, China did it as a pre-run to see how the world would react. Because China, Chinese people, they don't think like Americans. Americans think very short-term. We're very instant. We want instant gratification. Well, Chinese, they think their their theory is to drop in the, the bucket. Uh, like they, you drop something in the water, like a stone in the water, and they think about the ripples, the 10 ripples out. The right. decisions they make are that far out. So they may be, that's nothing for them to release a virus now and see how it affects the world when they're planning on releasing another one in 100 years. Yeah. Uh, so this could just all be a pre-run. Because <laughs> they're just waiting the U.S. out. They're buying up our land from the inside out. Yeah. And they're going to essentially buy, own our debt. And, and uh, well, they own like a fraction, a fourth of it now. Yeah. So how, who knows how long until they own half of it. I think that's what uh, some people don't realize is that aside from America being a country, we're a corporation. Right. Yeah, like, America is a consumer corporation. Yeah. Right? And you can buy and sell corporations. Right. You know, so if if you look at sort of like how the uh, the Chinese government has treated its people right. over, let's say, just since Mao, yeah. not really a good track record. For the Chinese government on human rights. Right. Um, But at the same time, like, what's kind of weird about 
China is that they like they're not a really imperialistic nation. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, they're they're they've got their uh, uh, a navy, you know, that is set up in the sea and set up shop, but and the disputed territory in India. But other than that, I don't think China has ever been an aggressor in like a global conflict before. Like even like during a. Uh, World War Two, like the Japanese, like World War Two, really started when Japan attacked China. Yeah, they invaded them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't uh, uh, Germany uh, invading uh, Poland, like we're all taught. The Japanese, uh, I think it was like a year, maybe s- uh, six months in a year before that, uh, had already uh, uh, invaded uh, Nanking and wow. like was already making moves. Yeah, but history books don't. Oh yeah, they don't talk about the Japanese. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. I've always they'll, they'll talk about Pearl Harbor, but they don't talk about Japan invading China. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They met. I think they invaded like Manchuria in thirty-one. Yeah. They've been in. They were in there a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, China didn't really. They weren't. I mean, you had obviously China's been around for five thousand years, maybe longer. Um, I recently read this book on salt, the history of salt, and it was very interesting. It starts out with China and Egypt, and who was the first to d- discover salt and. Um, but it's worth looking into if you're it's your culinary history. Right. I mean, it is the it is nothing but salt. It is tight. <laughs> <laughs> and how it was wor- until recently, how it was worth more than gold because everybody has to have it to live. Yeah. And you have to have it to cook. You have to have it to do anything. Um, we didn't realize how plentiful it was in the ground. Um, anyway, where was we going on that? Uh, we're still uh, talking about uh, China, China and uh, World oh, War II. Oh yeah, well they weren't. They weren't a world power. They've been around for a long time, and they had a lot of internal conflicts. And I guess they had some conflicts with the Mongols. But yeah, they weren't. They didn't have the power to be a world power until I guess communism took over, and that's when they started industrializing. Mm-hmm. So now that, and that now that we're in the nuclear age, and the we see we have the UN and we have NATO. Now the you know, like NATO is talking about forming a NATO against China. Oh. Uh, yeah. So they, I don't know what you would call that, NATO. <laughs> I guess it would depend on what countries they are. Yeah, I think there's some in the North Atlantic that uh, China's already sort of uh, probably bought and sold. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know what I mean. So, but it, it is weird to think about that because, like, in the modern scope of like politics, everything has to be like like boiled down to well, if you if you critique another nation, you're being xenophobic. It's like what the fuck kind of logic is that? Right. I'm not talking about like the like normal folks that live there talk about their fucking government yeah like when I when I'm talking shit on the American government I'm not talking about like my parents or your parents or anybody I'm talking about the folks that are the elected officials making decisions right and China as if you just look since like uh, Mao and the famine in like the 60s that happened like and to say that like well yeah but See, they're a world power now. It's like millions, hundreds of millions of people died right. because of the way they ran their country. And they're still like, they don't give a shit about their oh, people. Well, that's communism. Communism does not care. It's not- the government is in charge. It's kind of like being a prison, essentially. Yeah. You're going to do what we say when we say it, and you're going to wear what we say when we say it. Yeah. And if you if you think we're wrong, we'll either kill you or put you in this slave camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, it's one of my biggest uh, qualms I have with uh, people that argue for equity. It's like, well, what are we talking about? 
like if you're talking about equitable results, you know what has that? Slavery has that. Everybody has equitable results in slavery. Right. No, no, don't worry. Jim's not going to have one thing that you don't have. Exactly. The problem with ideas like that and like Marxism is that you don't, you have to be able to tell somebody, this is mine. You can't have it. You can't tell me what to do with it. Right. Get the fuck off my property. Yeah. Marxism doesn't allow that, where it's like, well, there, there is no property. Yeah. There, there isn't. Every, it's everything. a collective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <and> no. no. <laughs> I don't want you coming over here. No. Well, I mean, like, unless it doesn't give room for, like, say if, like, whatever business the state runs, right? right? That's, like, when people are like, well, communism is actually a, not about statism. It's like, yeah, it's not about the current state of statism. Until you get power, then you're just going to be like, well, the state is exactly what we need. Right. Thank God we have our our, uh, our fellow comrades in there. Yeah. Yeah, because you're in charge. It doesn't mean it's correct. But, like, you, um, say if there's, like, a, a company that, like, you want to start your own company and, like, be a competitor. Well, you can't you can. do that. Yeah. Can't do that. Sorry. You know what you can do? Uh, what do we need? We need some more industrial labor workers. Right. That's what you can do. Yeah. Well, I want to be a teacher. Oh, we don't really need teachers. Yeah. Sorry, can't really do that. I want to, you know, I want to explore. Oh gosh, well, we don't really like exploring too much. You know, kind of, we've already sort of discovered everything, yeah. so you, you don't really need to do that. Tell you what, though, we do need a steel mill worker. If uh, you want to, like, everything is centered around. What does the state need uh, on an industrial level? Right. You know what I mean? And now in China, it's corporate communism. So now where it's like, oh, yeah, look, oh, like Pepsi's available in China. It's like, well, yeah, because the Chinese government said they could. Yeah. You know, like it's like television shows that are and movies that are shown in China. Well, the government still edits those shows. They still all your Google info. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, the TikTok thing where people are like, oh, like, I can't believe they're censoring TikTok. It's like, they're not censoring it because it's a cool app. They're censoring it because it's data mining for the communist government. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> they're buying all... They're, they're figuring out where all these Americans live and buying them up from yeah. this app. Yeah. Figuring out... They're making a profile of you through TikTok. They know what you like, when you like it, and when you, what, when you like to watch it. Yeah. Haven't you ever listened to Ed Snowden talk about what America's doing? Oh, God. Now look at what, like, again, like, this government in China is doing. You want those assholes to have that kind of power? Uh-uh, dude. Chinese business, businessman to show up at your front door and ask to buy your property. Yeah. Like, where'd this guy come from? TikTok. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Oh, I heard your, chi- I heard your property was for sale. You want a good price. <laughs> but it's... I was talking about this with... um. Uh, my buddy uh, uh, Andy Kirkland on the show about um, like I don't think that in America we should allow foreign nations to be able to buy land. Right. I think that it should only be like you can lease the land totally, but I think that only um, uh, folks in the country, you know, civilians, citizens. And uh, uh, local American-owned businesses right. and American-owned corporations should be able to have land in America. I don't like it, but like California, like they've been just like yeah. selling chunks of it to the Chinese government for this uh, like the, a light-speed rail 
They right. got some super fast train they want to put in. Yeah. It's like, bro, your state's on fucking fire. Yeah. Maybe you should not think about the train right yeah. now. There's 30 million people down there homeless in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking wild to think about. And I, like, I know you've been hyperbolic with the number, but like... I think like, it's like 30,000, right? It's like 60,000. Yeah. So the, imagine like if all of Valdosta was homeless. Right, yeah. That's what's in Val, uh, uh, Los Angeles. Right. That's insane. That's insane. Insane to yeah. think about. And there's no... Where's all the money at? Like, where's it all going? Gavin Newsom. It's going... The it's governor's. crazy. That's <laughs> the most populous state in the union. Yeah. That's... Where's all this weed revenue going? Where indeed. Yeah. Like, they're, they're talking about now in California, they want to... Um, they want to outlaw, in 10 years, all gas-powered cars. Like, that every car in 10 years is going to be electric or uh, green-friendly in some way. It's like, again, like, what, what's your contingency for now, though, man? Right. Like, your state's on fire. You've got people that don't have anywhere to go. You've got businesses locally that you have shut down forcibly. Yeah. They've turned off all their natural gas. Yeah. 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 And uh, they, they don't have electricity in a lot of these cities because yeah. of this particular company, uh, PGE, I think it's called. Right. That's, like, mismanaged everything. But, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry, gang. Right. We're, we're focused on global warming 10 years down the road exactly. from now. Vote Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that whole fucking party, man. Oh, that's Nancy Pelosi's sister, isn't it? I think she's Sam Fran, yeah. but yeah. She, with with all of... And I'm, I'm not a fan of politicians in general. Right. But she may be at the bottom of that fucking list, dude. <laughs> she's a drink. <Like>, below <laughs> Mitch McConnell... <laughs> Below Chuck Schumer, yeah. below Trump and Biden and Kamala and Pence, you'll find my hatred for Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. I do not. I think she's despicable, dude. She's got some fashionable mask. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen them? This whole mask thing has turned into a trend. Yeah, yeah. The politicians are raking in. It's it's weird, man. Yeah. Like even like um, like there's, I I keep one in the car. In case I go someplace where they're like, sorry, you have to have a mask. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Go put it on. I just want my groceries. Right. I don't want any trouble. Yeah. But like like other than that, like I'm I'm not I'm not voluntarily gonna put one on unless a business that I want to support says you gotta have a mask on. Right. But I was in the uh, <coughs> I was in the grocery store, I was in Publix the other day, and there's a you know, they, they have folks like right there like 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 so you gotta have a mask on. But um, door Nazis, (laughs) more or less. Where is your masks? Yeah, where's your card, Jew? Where's your card? (laughs) That's what it's gonna be. It's not gonna be where's your card, Jew. It's gonna be where's your where's your mask? Yeah, where's your mask, Jew? But um, so like I'm in there and I'm I I just I need I need like meat and uh, spinach like bare essentials for my basic bitch diet to survive. Yes. But I'm coming down the aisle and there's a dude without a mask and like it's come right towards me and I grip my face mask and I start to pull it down. I can see his eyes wide like, oh man, what's this tattooed motherfucker gonna say, mate? <laughs> <laughs> and I pull it down I go, hey man, how you doing today? And he's like, oh, uh, good. H- how are you? <laughs> like, totally took him off guard because I thought he, I guess he's thought that I was going to be an asshole to it, just be like, like you wicked fucking mask. Yeah. But no, I was just like, I was like, you came in here without a mask on. I want to tell you hello. Like, that's, I don't know what, and some, some folks I go to, um, 
like out and about, if uh, I don't have a mask on, right. they're, they're super friendly to me. And other folks look at me like I just ate children yeah, alive yeah, in front of them. Yeah, I was standing somewhere and I didn't have my, I just forgot to put it on. And I looked around and I noticed all the masked people and they were cutting their eyes at me. And I was like, oh, good night, man. How long I just drowned your house cat? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew I recognized it yeah. somewhere. That's the one that drowned Fluffy, babe. That I swear. bass. <laughs> I seen him picking in the blinds, too. I know it. <laughs> I know it. I'll call Ashley. I know Ashley. I'd <laughs> recognize that furrowed brow in <laughs> I knew it. Oh, God. It's it's pretty wild, man. Like Most of, most of the folks I know, they're... Most of them have not gotten like this, whatever this apocalypse fever is. Right. And I, I, I would agree with you for the most part on, uh, I guess what you said your initial uh, assumption was that this is just a test drive, baby. Right. Like, this is this is not the pandemic. This is just we're seeing how you guys react. Yeah. For when the pandemic actually happens. Right. Because it's 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 you can catch it rapidly, but it's really not that fatal. It's, no, no. It's killing like less than one percent of the population. Yeah. It's like it's the danger with it is that nobody knows. What the fuck it is, right? And how it's, it's new, yeah, and how it's so easily spread, but selectively spread at that, right? So like, I totally get why, like, even though I, I still kind of think that's a, mostly a false flag, but I still get why we shut everything down for essentially a year. Whenever they shut down things, in what was it, March? I guess it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was just like a few weeks later. Where I was like, yeah, this whole year is just yeah. put, dude. Right, like it's just gone. Um, I'm lucky I got out of jail, man. There's still people sitting in there. The, the court system has just stopped. There's other states where they, uh, uh, I shouldn't say states, but it's counties within the states, but like in, uh, in Jersey, Pennsylvania, California, and I think Oregon was another one, where these certain counties purged their jail. Oh. Like, just like everybody went on house arrest. Yeah. And one of the cats, as soon as he got out, he was in jail for attempted murder. He went and murdered oh, the person no. that he was locked up to uh, for attempting to murder. That's a lawsuit. Oh, my God, dude. Like, and they just, like, the state was just sort of like, oh, it was really unfortunate. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, really? Yeah. Like, releases somebody like that, yeah, man. Yeah, those are the folks you don't release. Yeah. murderer, rapist, yeah. pedophiles. Yeah. yeah if, if somebody's in there for money laundering, yeah. or like like possession of drugs or something like that, yeah. like someone that's not violent, yeah, totally. Get them out. Right. Put them on house arrest. I, I kind of think that's sort of what we should be doing anyway. Right. Is yeah. I, I don't like... 600 people out there in the jail. Yeah, well... And they keep it that way because it's a business. Uh, I don't know if you'd know or not. Do you know if is is Valdosta prison uh, privately owned? Oh well, the prison is ran by the state. Right. Um, the j- the, the jail, jail is still managed by the county, though, right? Yeah, the jail is ran by the county. Uh, no, we don't have a private one here in Valdosta. But uh, the, the now the prison is one of the worst prisons in the nation, and the media doesn't cover that a lot. There's yeah. people getting killed in there every week. I uh, one of the counselors that came out to see me for Veterans Affairs at the jail said he had to quit because he was getting post-traumatic stress disorder himself because he was seeing people with their dicks cut off and the assistant warden he was attacked and had his eye gouged out um suicide is out uh, skyrocketed out there right because it's a mental it's a mental prison it's level five mental so that's the violent rapist the, the uh the people that think they're jesus and they're calling down wrath 
but they don't realize that Jesus stood for peace, so they're executing people while they're doing it. <laughs> well, they're, they're making up for lost time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus realized in his second coming that, well, I was too nice the first yeah. time. Time to purge them all. Yeah. So it's crazy out there that we don't hear about it a lot. Mm-mm. But the other side is RSAP. So that, now that's a good program. That's a rehab. Um, it sucks. It's like boot camp for drug addicts. No. Um, uh, it sucked. Uh, I mean, it would suck. But I mean, is it, is it effective and does not abuse prisoners? If it's if it doesn't abuse the prisoners and it's effective as far as rehabilitating them to get ready to come back out, I'm all about it. But I don't think that I don't think we should be putting violent and nonviolent, mentally uh, competent and mentally incompetent into Together? the same yeah into the same yeah, gen see, pop. See, that's how it is in Lowndes County Jail because they they have. Well, they the the really mental health people they put them in the special one, but I mean that's special cases. Everybody else is mixed in together, and all the violent offenders are mixed in together. You got I was in there with this staff sergeant in the Air Force. He had five. He was about to get medically separated, and he was in on this um, child pedophile ring. He was selling pictures of his, his own two daughters fuck, up to man. people up in Canada, and Canada. Um, somehow was alerted to it and they contacted Homeland Security and they're like, hey, you got this member of your military up down there. We don't know what else he's up to and who's involved, but it's become a big problem in the military uh, because you have all these uh, active duty military members that can go to these countries where they don't they don't care about kids. You can, right. do, anything, uh, you can do anything to a kid as long as you got a buck. And they, so they're videotaping and take pictures and then they'll sell it to the highest bidder in the black market. Yeah, It's crazy. Well, And that's that's like one thing whenever um, I've had some friends that are like, like, name one good thing about Donald Trump's administration. I'm like, okay, easily. He has rounded up more child sex ring traffickers, more pedophiles and child pornographers than the past three presidents combined. Boom. Like, and just in three years, not even counting 2020. I don't know the stats on 2020, but as of July of 2019, he had done more than the past three presidents in 24 years. He had rounded up more of them in three than they did in 24. Jeez. These are folks that are just sitting in folks' neighborhood and they don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you said, like there's there's countries, I think uh, Senegal is one of them. It's on the um, uh, on the western part of Africa, you know, where the sort of like the, I guess the, the that little chin of yeah. Africa sort of sticks out, the nose of Africa into the uh, Atlantic. And it's um, it's not a large country, but it's it's got like, like it's prostitution laws there, something like are like non-existent. Oh yeah, and there's a there's another Taiwan is real big. Uh, yeah, Thailand, uh, Thailand. Yeah, there's um, I think it's a uh, Myanmar that borders Thailand, but there's like right on the border of it is like they have all these signs going into Thailand, like telling parents, please don't sell your children. Right. Like yeah, that's see, like that's <laughs> fucking wild. It's wild. And pe- like again, it goes to people not wanting to uh, address some of these elephants in the room where it's like hey man like I, I'm, I'm I'm all about open mindedness and all that shit but I have a line that I draw and when it comes to, like child pornographers and uh, sex traffickers and human traffickers and stuff yeah. like this nah that's a that's a hard that's, that's gotta be a no for me yeah dog. that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a major problem in America like especially the Super Bowl that's one of the major human trafficking movements yeah. in America America because they they bring in all these they look like families is how they disguise them they go yeah. to the Super Bowl for these billionaires well, well and that's um 
for uh, my friends that are on the uh, the left and the right when they talk about like um, uh, some of the the border checkpoints that uh, are not checkpoints the detention centers that like ICE runs. So when folks are like we should abolish I- abolish ICE, I'm like I disagree because ICE is also doing this stuff with the human trafficking right. arrests. So I I don't think we need to abolish it. However, what is going on on the border is, yeah, there's a big problem because, like you said, there's all these coyotes, these human traffickers that get kids that aren't theirs to make it look like that they're a family. Right. And whenever they are all detained together in these detention centers, well, that's where a lot of these transactions are taking place because the way these detention centers were being ran was that they would just hold you until your day in court, and then when your day in court came, they would issue you a new court date and then release you into uh, the United States. Right. So oh. now you and your quote-unquote family, yeah. make sure you come back here exactly. on your court date. Not really an effective way to run uh, uh, national security. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's been this way for a while. And, like, I, like I didn't know about this kind of stuff, you know, until, like, like five years ago or so when I started, like, like... Uh, delving down uh, rabbit holes and whatnot. Right. That's a it's a big fucking problem. And we what we need to do as far as like uh, these detention centers on the border is we need to put more money into them so that we can have ways to verify that these folks are coming here and they're doing it properly. There was um sometime probably about a year ago, I know it's before COVID, but they had had some major crackdown at the border. I think they had like uh, one of the places they were putting the wall up. Right. That you know that this path was just like oh coyotes couldn't go through it anymore. Right. So they had um, this one guy was filming at the wall. He's like uh, he's like I want to show you guys something really awesome. And he pans the camera over at the border checkpoint. There's like a mile long of people that were waiting to come in legally, like to come in like properly Dang. through the country, doing it the right way. And like, like that's awesome. Cause yeah, like, that's America. That's you know America. I mean? Yeah, it, it's not about like, like okay, like let's sneak people in. Like, like we we need to get past those kind of days. Right. You know what I mean? And if we if we do things where we're taking money out of uh, immigration custom enforcement, and we're leaving them with these ramshackle and shitty ran detention centers where these coyotes. Have yeah. just like they just come back here and they just procure more and more people. Yeah, like that's they just that, prey on them. Yeah, and it's, it's the same way with like um, you know, some of these third world countries where they have pretty much open markets where they're not slaves, but I mean, their families are selling their own kids. Right. You yeah. know, their families need to eat. Yeah, they have too many mouths to feed. Hey, well, Cindy, you got to go. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's your turn. There was um, <laughs> just one uh, documentary uh, that got uh, it got. Uh, what do you call it, shelved, I guess, where, like, they started to make it, and then it was supposedly uh, being funded by, in part, uh, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, uh, uh, Mac Miller, some, and uh, I think Anthony Bourdain, right. and, you know, all of them are dead. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> all of them are dead. Uh, but this one guy, it was this, uh, uh, this story of this, uh, this guy from uh, Thailand, and he was talking to the interviewer, and he was he was a teenager at this point. He's probably like like sixteen or seventeen. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like he's like imagine if I were to try to tell like your kids that my family sold me to a stranger for ten dollars. Crazy, like ten dollars. Right. That's what they sold their son for. 
was $10. He was like six years old when they sold him. Dang. Unreal. Unreal. Like there's, like there's slavery going on now, more slavery going on now than what was going on when it was legal to do, like in the Confederacy in the 19th century, you know? Yeah, Libya... The entire nation's a slave state. Yeah, it's the open market. The the, the U.S. policies, when we toppled Gaddafi, have failed. But, like, I don't know why the world is not paying attention to this country. They're selling everybody. Yeah, you can watch them on YouTube. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) But no one, where's the U.N. when this is going on? Where's where are the United Nations when this is happening? The the older I've gotten, and the more I've looked into it, I'm not a big fan of the UN. Yeah, like, it's kind of it's like a a gang, maybe a I, racket. It I, I think it is a racket. I think it's a way to to have a a global government where like we don't we don't have any say so about who Canada elects. We don't choose who. Um, Egypt elects. You right. know what I mean? Um, and the UN is sort of set up to be like this world police to be like, well, we're actually uh, higher than all of you guys. We're, right. we're the top dog. Kiss my ass. Like, yeah. like no. Um, anytime I've seen in cartoons or comic books or movies growing up, whenever a company or an organization tries to take over the world, it's usually the bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think we kind of... We have a tendency to like things because of what they're called. Right. right? It sounds good. Yeah. United Nations. United Nations. How can you be against the United Nations? Right. Like, well, what do they do? The Federal Reserve isn't a part of the federal government. Right. It just sounds like it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you, you have to sort of like look deeper into these things. And, like, again, like you point out, it's like, where's the UN in Libya? Right. Like, what, what are they saying about China, like, rounding up the Uyghur Muslims and, like, putting them on trains and sterilizing the women and shaving their heads? Like, in America, you can't really get away with that. There was some doctor in, um, in Urban County, not far from here, mm-hmm. that at one of the ICE detention centers, uh, supposedly performed uh, uh, two... Uh, surgeries that were like hysterectomies right. that were unwanted. Jeez, big to do. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like I'd say, like <laughs> that's some like Nazi shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but like, the, like they they've already like started like investigating and like they're already because you know like you can't get away with shit here in America anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I'll, I'll still see like people posting online like like they're they're performing unwanted hysterectomies at ICE detention centers all across the country. I'm like, I've seen this one guy, yeah. and it was two cases. Now, I'm saying both of those two are horrific, and those are crimes against humanity, but to sort of say that, like, oh, it's going all over the place, that's not true. Right. But it is in Libya. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And female genital mutilation. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> circumcising women against their will yeah. because it's unholy for her to come during sex. Exactly. You know what God, I mean? God forbid she feel good. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the right way. Yeah. It's in our holy book. Like, I don't give a shit what's in that book, man. Like, no. Yeah. No. Outright, yeah, but meanwhile, he... The husband, he's got some boy, some poor boy chained to the bed. He's raising him as a sex slave. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, okay. That's in my holy book as well. Yeah. You know, like, 
You can find anything in a holy book to justify evil. Right. You know? Or you can write any holy book to just to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I guess it was getting back to the Nazis, like the scientists devoted themselves to this way of life, and we knew that they were devoted to this way of life, but we still brought them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because we had to get ahead. Yeah, because <laughs> if we don't do it, somebody else will. Exactly. And that there's a... There's a harsh truth in that to right. it as well. Right. There was um, a guy named Mike Baker. I think he's ex-CIA. was on a Joe Rogan episode. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like these sort of, um, what you call it, um, international dilemmas, like intelligence dilemmas. Right. And about like Operation Paperclip in particular. He's like, he's like, look, he's like, at that point in time, like Germany had the pole position on the planet. They were the top dog, and they lost it. Yeah, and he's like, you better be thankful that the U.S. filled that void and took that position because if we didn't, then what? You want Russia to do it? You oh want, right. You want what? Great Britain to do it? You want China or Japan to do it? Like, like you didn't want that. You know, you wanted to make sure that like, if this kind of shit is going on and this technology exists, then you want to make sure that your country understands it. So they're able to better combat it when other countries catch up. Because right. eventually they're going to catch up. Yeah, they're going to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, it's like nuke technology now. Yeah. You know, like that's almost a hundred-year-old technology from American standpoint. But for some of these countries, like they now have the bomb. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the bomb. They yeah. finally caught up. <laughs> so, like, I, I I get the reason why they did it. But at the same time, if you if you don't acknowledge that, like. Yeah, they recruited Nazis. Yeah, it's like people that <laughs> I've seen the wear like NASA shirts, and they're talking about like fuck Nazis, they're evil. I'm like, you're wearing a NASA shirt, dude. Yeah, Werner von Braun designed, designed all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he ran the Apollo yeah. program. <laughs> oh god, I gotta check that grill. <laughs> totally, it's raining now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll pause this real quick. So you're up. Uh, your book is it still available? Is it still in print? My book is still in print. It's uh, um, it's the, uh is it? Uh, let's see if I can remember it. Is it beer cans and bayonets, not your grandfather's war story. No, it's um shoots beer and bullets, not your grandfather's war story. Yeah, so close. Yeah, like parachutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Amazon is the cheapest. Um, but yeah, you can get it like Barnes and Noble and well, r- roughly uh, tell people uh, what the what the book's about. Well, the book is about, so the book follows me, you join me in airborne school in the Army. I joined the Army um, January 2006. So I joined as an infantryman, and then I volunteer for airborne school, and that's in Fort Benning in Columbus, Georgia. Okay. So that's the home of the infantry. All infantrymen in the Army have to go to there. And all airborne people have to go through there. All rangers have to go there. All special forces have to go through there. So anything, if you're infantry, you have to go through there. Um, so the book starts there. It starts with me on my first jump. You, you, you come in the plane with me. And then I take you from there. Um, you meet five of my friends, who I, uh, six of my friends. Um, who I still keep in contact today, and you go with us to Italy, that was my first duty station with the 173rd Airborne, uh, and then you go with us, and we train there, and you get to see how military life really is for a single like soldier, um, men and women really, 
Uh, like they we live like rock stars because you get trained, in, especially like the infantry mentality, the airborne mentality, because the you get trained to jump out behind enemy lines into into fire. So I mean, you have like forty five second lifespan if you you know if you if you get you're gonna get killed in the air. So then that's, if, that's about how much time you have. Floating, I guess, well, from, that, from after the shoot opens, about 45 seconds. Oh, no, they give you like 45 seconds to live if you jump in enemy combat. Oh, yeah. oh. Because with weapons these gotcha. days. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trained, you're, you have this mentality, you know, beat into you that you're invincible, and we're all 19 to piss and vinegar. Um, <laughs> actually, not everybody's 19. One guy joined, and he was 41. Holy shit, yeah. they took him at that age? Yeah, and he was Somali. And the, they must have been a beast. Yeah, dude. oh gosh, like forty-one years old. He for, was man, and they gave him hell. They were like, "Where were you in the nineties? Were you killing rangers?" Because that's <laughs> where you know that's where Black Hawk Down takes place. Yeah, yeah, Somalia. Yeah, Holy shit. So the book, you know, you get to meet all these different kind of characters, like the Somali and my my friend Clark from Seattle. He joined the army because he was his dad's uh, was a meth chef and. He was on a high-speed chase through Washington State, eating marijuana, and that's before it was legal. And so he, he had nothing better to do. He was living this crazy life, so he joined the army. Um, so you meet these different people, and then finally we go to Afghanistan. You get to see how combat is in Afghanistan. It's there's a lot there's a lot going on, but a lot of times there's not a lot going on. We're just sitting around finding stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what that's why I've heard of. Uh, Hunter had talked about. I think he was in Kazakhstan for a little bit with special forces. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm right. gonna, I don't want to speak for him, but he was talking about that. It's like ninety percent boredom, oh, and then like ten percent sheer terror. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're. Yeah. You're. Yeah. Sitting around at the time, or you're on patrol, and you do this every day, and mm-hmm. nothing. And they tell you, don't get complacent. Don't get complacent, because when it, the shit hits the fan, it hits the fan, and it's on, because the and it's because like, you know the dudes that are attacking you, they haven't been doing this every day, like attacking you. So that's new to them. You right. know, they might even be their first attack on Americans. Or you know, maybe they came from another country and they've been wanting to do this their whole life. Uh, so this is the day, and they're going to do it to the best of their ability. Right. So they're, and that's how I got wounded. I got uh, shot through the left arm, and I took a bunch of shrapnel through the neck. Because it was the end of the day for I, us. I know you got a, uh, a purple heart. Yeah, purple heart for that. Yeah, I was the only one wounded out of sixty people. Holy shit! Yeah, I was the gunner. That's, that's pretty. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you're okay, but that's still <laughs> that's impressive though. Yeah. Only one dude out of that many people. Yeah, that's the American military at work. We have low casualty numbers and high death rates. I guess. Oh, that's. I when a war ran. I had a I have a buddy of mine that's uh, in the Navy, and he's well, he's uh, officer. He's pretty high up. Uh, I won't say like what ship he's on or anything like that but um he was telling me uh one time that they had some sort of gun on uh, on the ship that it wasn't um a ballistic weapon but that it could use i i'm guessing some sort of uh, laser technology but that right. they could hit any target and keep it within a uh, i think he said like a, a 10 foot bubble like up to like from like uh, two miles away to like twenty feet off the ship, and like the they could pinpoint the accuracy of like something specific to where anything that was outside this ten foot bubble would be unscathed by it, and anything within it would just be obliterated. Yeah, that's 
That's the best of the kind of technology we use on this the Iraq invasion in 2003. Oh, yeah? We have missiles that are dropped from uh, planes that they punch through the building and leave the structure intact so we don't have to rebuild it, but everything inside is just wiped out. Holy shit. So we can come in, just clean it up, and install our own stuff. How long uh, were you uh, uh, in Afghanistan for? I was in Afghanistan 15 months. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, that's oh, that was 2007. That's yeah, that's the height of the conflict going on. The yeah. surge in Iraq and the Afghan war. That's when they needed everybody. They were taking everybody. <laughs> what do you What do you think about uh, this? Uh, uh, Trump had said that uh, he's going to uh, limit the troops in Afghanistan to I think like like something like 500 or a thousand by December. Like that's all that will be left in Afghanistan. Yeah, I think it's. I think I'm. Mean, I think it's going to destabilize the region, um, because the South is going to return to what it. I mean, we've already had. We made a peace deal with the same people we invaded and took over. Yeah, a couple of times. Like we initially were like fighting against Al Qaeda, and right. then for for some campaign we enlisted the help of al-qaeda right which doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever yeah now we're like giving them land back in southern afghanistan and making peace with them aren't we i don't know if we're giving them land back i know that like they're giving it to somebody though like that's the thing that like and grant i was never in the military but i get like i play chess a lot so i get the logic of if you move out of one area, it's going to create this vacuum, kind of like what, what we saw in Libya, right? You know where Iraq. Yeah, who do you want coming in? Because if you leave it to where it's just the barbarian horde, right? That's going to come in. Well, that's you just made a bad situation worse. Yeah, then you have to come back. Yeah, and clean it up. Yeah, we had to go back to Iraq. And we're, yeah. I mean, we still have troops in Iraq, on in Western Iraq. Yeah, we we've been in Iraq since what 1990. Like, yeah, we never left Kuwait once all that stuff started. Yeah. Yeah, we never left. Yeah. I mean, shit, my dad went over there. He was 40 years old. And, like, uh, he was on some assignment that was tr uh, doing transport of chemical weapons between Kuwait, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia. And he did that for just seven months. And he was uh, talking about there was, I don't know what the hell they were carrying, but I I'm guessing it was pretty sensitive. He said that every day they had, to, they had a new password. Right, and if they didn't have the correct password at the checkpoint, then dang, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Imagine someone not liking you and giving you the wrong password. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! There's another buddy of mine. He got into a, a, a what was it? Cryptography, like code breaking, right. and whatnot. And he was talking about that in this room on the ship, that uh, on some deployment that there's. Another guy in the room with him that just in case the guy outside the door gets compromised, the guy inside has to kill the the crypto, uh, the code breaker, just so the enemy won't get the code. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, yeah, it's a little unnerving, but, I mean, you get used to it. They're nice guys. I'm like, yeah, but they have to kill you if, yeah. <laughs> if the ship gets compromised. Like, yeah. that's got to be unnerving, but I guess, like, they do such a good job in the military conditioning you to that fear that you... Right. It's kind of like if um, you know if you're uh, on Adderall or amphetamines, you know your fight or flight response is just steady, constant. Right. So you you don't feel that adrenaline like you you should. Right. So I, I imagine they uh, they've done a pretty good job uh, with that to have that many people. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We were I was in uh, ran a gun team in Afghanistan. So I was a two forty gunner. So I was the gunner. I had an assistant gunner. Then I had an ammo bearer. 
and uh, I carried an M9. Oh, yeah, and we all agreed if we were getting overran, I would kill them and then kill myself. Yeah. We're not getting taken by these, whoever they are. That We call them the anti-coalition militia, but they're not American, and they don't believe what we believe, and they will, will anally rape you as much as they can. Yeah, because that's what how they make you like them at least seven times, as, as I think what they preach. Um, and then God knows what else they would do, but that's just the welcoming committee, the seven, <laughs> the seven rapes. <laughs> that's like... Um, where <clears throat> the the, uh, the Wahhabis, it's like this like uh, Arabi- uh, Arabian sect of uh, Islam that started up in like the 17th or 18th century, right? And like their whole notion is that we it's not like it's kind of like take all the bad aspects of church and then you bring it into the military, right? And where it's like you know like oh we have to not only cleanse everybody but then we have to more or less tear down the structures, dig up their graves, like everything's an abomination to like our ideology. Right. It's like total war where the idea is like, well, if we burn the entire planet down, then we can rebuild it and it'll be nice. Yeah. Then. Like, That's, no. Doesn't sound like a, a, swi- a swell idea there, no. fellas. Isn't that what Hitler tried to do? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. It goes back to the whole like villain and comic books thing. Yeah. It's like, I think if you're trying to take over the world, to make it a better place, you're not making it a better place. Yeah, yeah. You're somebody is leave, somebody is going for you to move in. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I feel like the Native Americans got such a bad deal, man. Yeah. Like looking back, uh, you know, just, just hindsight, obviously. Well, they uh, they recently I've talked about this before on the show that um, in Oklahoma this year, they finally the Supreme Court finally decided on a case from the 1990s. This guy, I'm pretty sure he's dead now. He argued that he had a he had a, a murder charge against him uh, from the state of Oklahoma, and he argued that technically the state of Oklahoma didn't exist geographically because the land he was on he cited a treaty from I think it was 1892 with the uh, the Creek tribe the Muscogee Creek tribe and the U.S. government the Muscogee. Creek Tribe was guaranteed this land back after helping out the government uh, with, I think, a military mission or something. Right. And they never gave it back. So this guy argued that technically he didn't commit any crimes against the state of Oklahoma because he wasn't in the state of Oklahoma. He was in Muskogee Creek Tribe territory. Yeah. And the Supreme Court decided he was correct this year. And so now it brings up this thing where... The pretty much the entire uh, eastern half of Oklahoma, including the Panhandle up top, is not Oklahoma, and that like cities like Tulsa are not Oklahoma technically. They're yeah. Muscogee Creek Tribe territory, so it would be autonomous land. So that means criminal laws would be different. The tax laws would be different. It wouldn't be state. It would still be like controlled by Muscogee Creek and the federal government. But that Oklahoma has no rights to it. So now they have to look at all the prisoners that are locked up in eastern Oklahoma for crimes against the state. If they're crimes against the federal government or crimes against a local uh, municipality, then it, it doesn't count. But if it's against the state of Oklahoma, technically now all of these uh, incarcerated men and women will have to be retried or let go entirely. Dang. So it's setting up this... Um, this domino effect I think we're going to see over the next like 50 to 100 years of a lot of these states that they're going to get broken up yeah. into smaller states and territories. Anything so, west of the Mississippi. Yeah, like, I mean, almost all of California yeah. was uh, 
<laughs> claimed land already. Right. So, uh, I, I don't even know how they're going to handle it. I think, like, it's kind of been swept under the rug. Well, I mean, it has for, like, news stories because it's 2020. It's not, it's not fashionable. It's not COVID-related. Right. You know, it's not election-related. Right. But um, I, I think we're going to start seeing some of these uh, notions of... Uh, these land grabs from Manifest Destiny, mm-hmm. and I think the U.S. government's going to start uh, making deals. Yeah, and like Indigenous People Day over. Yeah, yeah. What you call it? Columbus yeah. Day. Yeah, it's on my calendar now. Is that Indigenous Persons Day? Yeah, on my iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Well, it says either or, so I guess you can pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, sh- shit, man. I know. Uh, know we got uh, going to wrap it up here. Yes, sir. Uh, got some uh, got some uh, uh, activities to go for. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been Jesse. great. Dude, yeah, man, it's great seeing you. I'm, I'm really glad you're out. You're a free man. Oh, I, me too. I, I, I hope you stay free. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, your book, uh, tell everybody, uh, again, where they uh, where they can find your book at. Oh, you can find my book, Shoots, Bear, and Bullets, Not Your Grandpa's War Story, at Amazon, Amazon.com. Just Google, or you can Google me and uh, look for cheaper options if you'd like. Je- uh, as a Jesse Holder is the author on the book as well? Right. Okay, yeah. awesome. Dude, hey, good to see you, man. Hell yeah. (laughs) Later, everybody.